Hello. Welcome to um welcome back to Diets Redefined. I am Annie and um, she is Who am I? I'm Bex. <laughs> who is she? Hi. How are you doing? I'm okay. It's not raining today because yesterday, all my days, like I thought like it was gonna be a massive flood day. It just didn't stop raining all day. You do live in Wales, I don't you? So. I know, I know, I know. And it does, like, we haven't had that much rain for quite a while, so it was a bit of a shock. <laughs> and Al is lambing now, so, like, all the little lambs are getting quite wet. And, uh-huh. no, so, you know, it's a little bit... Obviously, I don't do too much lambing because I just get in the way and I'm too noisy. <laughs> so when Al's <laughs> trying to move them <laughs> from one field to the next, if I'm helping him, he's like, you're not allowed to speak. Just don't say anything because they, they need it quiet. And they're like, oh, why are we doing this? No, 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 no. Shut up. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be screwed. Imagine if we were both there together. He's literally banned me from going out because I don't want your help. I'd rather do it on my own. <laughs> Story of my life. Make it more chaotic. I was like, oh, my plan has worked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I went to a yoga class today. I've done yoga Monday. I made it a bit of, um, I made a commitment to myself because I've let my practice go. And I kept telling myself that it was, um, oh, it's going to be so hard to get back into it now. It's been too long. I can't do this. And I thought, no, that's me telling myself I can't do something. So I actively went and I booked in for classes on Monday. And there's one on a Tuesday that I can get in and out of every now and again. And I've done it. And if I haven't managed to make it every week, it's fine because I maybe I've just done one. But if I can get two in, that's good. But yeah, so I went to a yoga class this morning and it was really hard. Like the girl that does it, she's like, um, she's been in her 60s and she's done yoga for forever and she can get her foot to the back of her head. Like, you know, all these, oh you know, and, <laughs> but we worked on like, it's just great. Like, it's just like going back to being a bit of a, and a bit of a beginner because I'm tight and I'm, and I can't do all this stuff anymore. But do you know what? Instead of going into that class thinking like, oh, fuck, I can't do it. I'm crap. I've just gone in and embraced it and been like, I'm here for me. I'm not here for anybody else. Mm. It's quite a bit, a bit of a revelation for me as well. So it's nice going back into doing something and, and making myself do it when I told myself I couldn't, but also just getting over myself and being like, it doesn't matter if you're at the beginning again, like who cares? I'm there for myself. And that's the only reason that I'm going to it. Um, so yeah, that's been a bit of a win and a revelation for oneself over the last couple of weeks i love it i love yeah. it yeah. I've, I've told myself the same about um tennis that i've started doing <laughs> so oh, and I'm, I, I'm so excited i've got a private lesson tomorrow but when i did them like as part of like onboarding you get like a free 30 minute you see how shit you are <laughs> tennis basically <laughs> with them um, and it's more like a, it's like a little, little free private lesson Honestly, like I ended up lobbing my racket behind me. It smacked the wall. She was like, I've never seen anybody do that. And I was like, thanks. Hey, <laughs> yeah, but I, it just flung out of my hand. Like when I like when I was going to serve and, uh, yeah, no. And it's like, I am so shocking at it. Like I'm so shocking at tennis. And I am someone that has been quite good at basically everything, like, everything I do um, when it comes to sport. <laughs> and stuff like that. Sport, yeah. sport. But tennis was not, not my forte. No, no, no. And um. You just have to let it go and be like, yeah, I'm, I suck. Like I'm basically on the beginners of beginners, but like I'm here to learn a new skill. 
yeah oh god yeah yeah (laughs) like there's a there's probably a four-year-old that's better than me and that's fine I'm fine with that because it's about me and it's about my journey yeah Um, and it will get better because it won't ever get worse when you start something and you start doing something for yourself however daunting it feels at the beginning you give yourself a month six weeks three months then go into like a year's time oh like when I'm 60 I'll have my foot on my head if I keep going you know, but I'll get Wimbledon next year. Exactly. And I'll be there cheering you on with my foot <laughs> on my head. <laughs> but it's just like, again, I think it's, again, we don't, we overcomplicate things, don't we? Which is a bit about what our, well, it is what our podcast is about today, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's basically about what you're, what you telling yourself about what it is you have to do. And it's always often like the stories that we make up in our own heads just hold us back from from doing things and it's often like the tasks or the action itself or whatever is actually you know is either be- beneficial to us or easy or whatever and we just tell ourselves the complete opposite and miss make life so much harder so we're kind of riffing on that today aren't we like- yeah and I think that <laughs> I think sometimes we like to make it harder for ourselves we feel like it's a more of an accomplishment when you then achieve it Yes. And you know what? I was thinking about this today. And, you know, when I was thinking about this podcast that we were going to say, and I was like, this is something that I do all the time. You know, I tell myself um, something is going to be way more difficult than it actually ever ends up being. Um, And I think that some of this is from my past, right? I think some of this is from like, you know, I grew up in a household where hard work was very much celebrated. And almost like, if you didn't try hard enough to get something you it wasn't good enough for it you were kind of cheating your way to it do you know what I mean um and so some of these things and some of these things that you tell yourself might be like quite deep ingrained um like most things are I think especially especially with like like maybe life stuff and diet stuff definitely diet stuff is is it is long-term ingrainedness that we've been told or we've made ourselves believe because we thought that was the right thing to do because like society has made us feel X, Y, Z about foods and labels and you shouldn't do this if you want to get these results and it has to be grind harder if you want to get like the results that you see all over Instagram, which is another story altogether. Um, A story, a podcast. (laughs) But yeah, definitely. Again, like I said, it's come from, it's probably something that's been inbuilt in you for quite a long time. Um, And like you said, with you and growing up, it was that kind of message was portrayed in a way. Mm -hmm. But, and again, but you don't have to, you don't have to run with those thoughts and you don't have to run with those beliefs and you can change them and you can choose not to almost act on them. And so, you know, one of the things we're talking about today is, are you making, you know, these habits that you have to implement or your fat loss journey or, you know, whatever it is that you want to do this week, are you making it hard? Are you viewing all of these habits as something really, really hard to implement and almost like creating this identity around these habits and this journey being difficult and being hard? Um, And actually, go on. No, no, it's, 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 yeah, it's on the same lines. It's just like, I think, we feel like, like I said earlier, like it's just sometimes we're our own worst enemy. It's like, if it's not hard and I'm not really working for it, then it's not good enough. But the amount of energy that takes from you 
just fucking makes it even harder. And I then also think that we tell ourselves the things we want to hear because we're not taking the actions that we need to take to, to, to do fat loss or, you know, to, to join a class or to get your first 5k run booked, whatever it is, you're, you're, you're telling yourself this because you kind of, you're so used to telling yourself that. So why is it going to be any different? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I know there's like a, a balance to strike, like there's effort required to yeah, you know, do these things, effort required to see results. We're not going around saying, you know, weight loss is easy and implementing habits is easy, especially when you've got, well, I don't know, like menopausal symptoms or you're navigating, you're a busy mum, and you've got about a million and one plates spinning right now. You know, we're not <laughs> invalidating like the things that are kind of like getting in the way of that whatsoever. But it's more about what you're telling yourself about the thing that you've got to do. So like, for example, you know, I was saying to you, wasn't I, that I, my, my energy absolutely like dropped through the roof last week. And then I kind of reflected on Sunday and I was like, well, to be quite honest, Annie, you've not been doing anything that is going to help your sleep hygiene um, or, you know, help you get a good night's sleep. And then you, you're taking on so much mentally and emotionally and you're just not resting like for those things at all. So we need to put some of that in this week. And I was like, oh my God, that's going to be a challenge and a half. And I was like, no, it's not. And I was like, what? Like, why am I telling myself that? Because it automatically is going to make it harder and there's going to be so much resistance when I start trying to implement those things. Like in reality, all I want, all I wanted to commit to this week was getting out on a walk first thing in the morning because I know that that infinitely improves my sleep and it infinitely improves my energy levels throughout the day. And I wasn't, I hadn't been doing it. And I was like, oh, God, that's going to be such a drag. It's going to be so hard. No, but this is something again that happens, isn't it? We start doing stuff that makes us feel good, and then something happens, like you're overloaded with some other stuff in your life that's going on, or I don't know, you've got you're spinning a load of plates again, and then you let things that you that really matter to you drop. Um, and again, it's again, it's telling yourself then to go back into that. Like me having to start yoga again, I was like, oh my god, this is a nightmare. I can't do this. This is just too much, and I put it off for so long. Because I was telling myself it was too hard to do. And I think that we're so good at that. We're, and it, and it, and I think we have to call ourselves out on it. And, and again, kind of call yourself out on what crap you're telling yourself. Like, because it's, it, it's not hard, is it? Like you said, you just needed to get up and start going out for those walks again and mm-hmm. do it. And, it, and, and, and also you, you can make it easier for yourself. Like, for example, just identify, obviously there's the stuff that you're telling yourself is hard, but there's ways to make a behavior, implementing a behavior easier by the simplest of things. For example, like I think we've spoken about this before, but like when I get out of bed in the morning, the first thing I want to do is get out and go on a walk. Hmm. It's not going to help me if what I've laid out for me to wear first thing in the morning is my pizza dressing gown, because <laughs> I'm going to have to take it off and then get dressed and then be really cold. And that's just a barrier to me yeah. doing the thing and making like it a smooth transition to get out the door. Whereas if I have laid out my clothes and I've put my shoes there and my leggings and my top are on the radiator and that's the first thing I put on, I'm going to walk straight out that door. Like no brainer. And so there's little things that you can do there. But yeah, I think also like, what are you telling yourself? Like rather than saying, oh, this is really difficult or I'm viewing all these things as just like a really hard journey that I've got to do. Like actually allow yourself, allow it to be easy. And Hmm. also- provide evidence to yourself of that 
that it is easy, that you can do these things, that they actually it didn't take as long as you thought. Actually, it wasn't as difficult as you as you made it out to be. So when I got back from that walk, the first walk of the week that I told myself was going to be hard, well, I was like, well, that was bloody easy, wasn't it? Let's be honest, you know, <laughs> like, and, and acknowledge that and recognize it and stop and just reflect and be like, look how, how like how hard I was telling myself this was going to be. And I just made it happen. And I've just banked a load of evidence for that so that it's easier for me tomorrow. And I can actually just start silencing these thoughts where I'm telling myself, you know, this is going to be really difficult. Yeah, and it's 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 funny. I said something to one of my girls in their check-ins. Um, sometimes I feel like we're always looking for to take that that win away from ourselves. If somebody else does it for you, and she's done. Um, she's gone for a run, first run in a very long time, and she said, "Oh, I only did, I don't know, three and a half k." Um, but you know, uh, yeah, that's all I managed. And I was like, "No, you freaking went out and you did three and a half k. There's no buts. There's no I only did." You went and did that. You got up off your backside and you chose to go out for a run because you wanted to improve your markers of health. You are dieting, so you know you need to be a bit more active than what you have been. And you did it. So don't take it away from yourself either. So when you find that evidence, don't go and try and snatch it away from yourself before you've even given yourself the chance to enjoy it. Because again, it's about what you're telling yourself and why it's why it's hard for you. And if you don't acknowledge the wins, you're never going to... You're going to be in that cycle of, oh, fuck, it's hard. It's always hard. I'm, I'm And if you get into that kind of, it's going to be a bit tough luck here. You get into that, oh, pity me, woe me. I can't do it. Other people have got an easier life. Other people don't have the life I've got. Other people have got more hours than me. And I don't, like, everyone obviously has, not all hours are created equal because everyone's got different things that they have to manage and everyone's got different expectations around them. But... I still think that there are ways and means to get what you want without you falling into that bit of a pity party. I think that you have to sometimes accept that that one hour on the sofa in the evening, if you want to make progress, for example, with dieting, you might be better off spending 40 minutes of that prepping all your lunches or cutting up loads of salad, like cooking a load of chicken. So you, you've got the stuff there to then make life a lot easier the next day. And the more you tell yourself, oh, I haven't got the time, that's you're going to believe that. You're going to be like, well, I haven't got the time. But if you actually, again, something else, and I think we've spoken about before, is like time block, look at your days, look at whether you're say, telling yourself, I haven't got time to do this, this, and this, but you've actually got time to sit down and watch two hours of TV at some point throughout a day. And you, you know, and, and all those build up. And you think, well, okay, so... Maybe I need to cut that down to one hour of TV and one hour of, I don't know, split prep work or something. But And then you get that time back later on in the day or in the week or something. Or, like yeah, or, put, or grab your laptop or put the TV on and, and prep, prep bed yeah. on, the, on the island. Like, exactly. You know? Um, I think it's about how you, how you perceive that action to be, isn't it? How you're translating it in your mind. Oh, mm. this is hard. I and you resist it. You're like, I don't want to do it. And why do other people have it easier than I do? And, mm-hmm. I, and I don't think it's about that. I think it's about it's about what you do for yourself and how much you're willing to not have something else that you have in your life that you enjoy, like the reward of I don't know. I'm just gonna put sitting down watching TV compared to how much joy it's actually gonna bring you to get up and prep your food for a couple of days. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, because we thought, I do think that a lot of us fall into a bit of a, a hole, especially when you've been dieting for a long, long time. And maybe, 
you plateaued, you're not seeing the results that you want anymore, but it's because maybe you're not doing the stuff that you were doing six months ago that helped you get those results. Yeah. Yeah. I see this a lot with, um, you know, women in menopause as well. And, you know, when you're, when you say, like you say, you're in a bit of a hole mm-hmm. and you're not feeling like yourself and you just want to feel better and you want to start seeing progress again. I think the reality of that as well is that you have to start taking action when you don't actually feel like taking any action. Every single client I have, we have to have this conversation mm. because they've come to you and me for a reason. Mm-hmm. And nine times out of 10, they are struggling to to do the things that they need to do um, mm-hmm. because it's hard. But it's because they're telling themselves as well that it's hard, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. your, or your goal at the end is too, you feel like it's too far away from you. And it's like, how am I ever going to get to that end goal of losing 30 kilos? Like that's just, it's too much for your brain to comprehend. So then again, that's another barrier on top of maybe some negative self-talk about yourself, feelings of guilt and shame on top of it all feeling like it's just too, it's just too hard. But really you just need to break things down into like smaller portions and sections. And yeah. Oh, there's, um, what was that thing? Oh, I heard it today and it's actually, it actually helped me so much. It's a really useful analogy. Let me just find it. Okay. riff on something else for a minute um yeah so yeah okay what can I riff off now um I was going to talk about a program I started watching on tv last night <laughs> what is, what actually that? it's quite good it's it's got um Alima what's his name Alima oh my gosh oh he's hilarious um everyone will listen to the podcast we'll be like Alima he's like Irish um he's hilarious he's, he's like a real comedian on Instagram but he's a fitness um, fanatic and he's, he's got these like everyday people on an island and he's got these major like um fitness buffs and they get to coach these people like ordinary people and one of them's like she was the Welsh rugby player that's got out no the English rugby player that's got alopecia they're like they're hard as nails people they've come through some real dif- difficult things in their life but they've put it into like sport and training and all of this stuff um and they were saying like these these Joe blogs people that you know aren't relatively fit and they're like helping them like learn that it's what you tell yourself about yourself which is why you can't you say you can't do something and it's about breaking that down but they have physical challenges to do so they were on the beach and they had to like lug that these boulders from one end to the other working in pairs with the with the athlete then and just the Joe blogs person and they had to work as a team and this one guy was like no I can't do it I can't do it I can't do it and there was this like um, yogi guy who was the, um, the 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 big guy, the like the the buff, heavy weighted. I can do everything, and he was like, "No, you can." And it was all about breaking down this guy's mental barrier to himself, saying mm-hmm. it's hard. I can't do this. I physically haven't got the it in me to do it. And he did it, but it it took him twice as long as everybody else. But that's what the whole process was about. Was about stop telling yourself, "Yes, you're physically tired." your you know but your your mindset is what drives you through because your mind is the most powerful thing that you've got in your body isn't it and he did it and he was just like I never thought I would I would have quit 20 times over and he did but this guy was behind him going no this is what you can do we work together we work as a team and yeah it was really impressive but I can't remember the last one what the program's called um but that's the same kind of thing of mindset 
Yeah. And we, we know that, you know, from working with, you know, the number of clients that we've worked with that sustainable fat loss and, you know, lasting results in health, in relationship with food, in, in dieting and weight loss is so much more about mindset. And it's the same with like anything in life, isn't it? Like with business or any big goal that you have, um, it's, you know, are you, are you like, what are you telling yourself when like stuff does get hard and stuff doesn't go to plan? Like, are you in this for the long game? Are you here to ride the ups and downs? Because, you know, if you're not, then you're not going to make, you know, lasting results. And this obviously is the stuff that we work on with our clients. And like you said, I think it's all about limiting beliefs, isn't it? Like what actually are the beliefs that are holding you back here? Like, what are you, what is it that you're telling yourself? It's really interesting you say that because Dan, you know, my partner works specifically to get people out of pain and he's you know recently been working with people that you know have been unemployed to get them back into employment because oh, wow. they're in like chronic pain yeah. and a lot of what he does with them is mindset because yeah. they'll be they'll be there and they'll be sat in a chair and this is some of the stuff that they do and they they say I can't, I can't get up I can't stand up you know I can't I can't do that without my walking stick and he's like yes you can and it's like half of the program that they're on is like proving to them that actually, yes, you can. You're just telling yourself you can't. Or like, you know, when you get up out of a chair, and this is the thing that I do as well when because of my back pain, and get up out of a chair and you go, oh, oh, oh God. Yeah. Or like you, you immediately put your hand like on something to support yourself getting out. And you probably didn't need to do that. And it's yeah. like this, this the identity that you're creating around your pain based on your mindset around like what you're telling yourself about it and what you're telling yourself about your ability and your capability here is so much more powerful than actually like the stuff. And he was like, you know, he'll say to people, well, you squatted 60 kilos to a box the other day and, and now you're telling me you can't get out of that chair. But yes, you can. Yes, um, and yeah, I just, yeah. The mindset and your beliefs and what you're telling yourself is so so yeah, important it is ah that tv program while i remember so alima omega um it's the program is called it's on bbc um and it's called are you ready to go go hard or go home and it's honestly it's really worth watching because it's proper like that guy annie so i'm showing annie who it is you're probably recognize oh yeah 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 he's big friends with like james Smith and all of that lot one day he yeah, might yeah. as well um but <laughs> it's like it's all about mindset and, and breaking it down. And the warriors that that's it, the coaches then are called the warriors. And they've got, oh my gosh, there's this woman called Naz who is like, um, she's a, a boxer girl, like proper, proper boxer, but she's from a Muslim country. So she has to wear the, you know, she has to cover up, but she's gone through every challenge she could ever face and is now like this world-class boxer girl who defies everything about her religion, her culture, so that she's never allowed to do this stuff. But her mindset was, no, I'm doing this and I can do it. And she's gone and done it. And she's like this, she's an, she's an amazing warrior on this program. And it's just about, yeah, what you tell yourself. And it applies to everything, dieting, like more than just dieting. But yeah, what it does really matter. Um, and like it, I said, I find this dieting is hard. It's going to yeah. be because that's all you're ever going to So do. true. But it's not. So, it's so, not, so true. I, I don't think dieting per se is hard I think we overcomplicate it we overanalyze absolutely everything and I understand why that happens because 
of the things that you've been led to believe and the years and years of just yo-yo dieting like the the relationships you have with food and all of those things I I get why it's hard but the actual dieting isn't like it is just about making different choices around foods that you're having portion sizes and like I think again calling yourself out when you know that you're sitting on the sofa eating when you know well that's not going to help me get where I want to be but you let yourself do it because it feels harder to stop doing that when in reality if you just kind of like rip the band-aid off and go nah I don't need it like what am I doing it it doesn't have to feel that hard Mm. And I think that comes from also like all of the misinformation and all of the ways that social media overcomplicate dieting. And especially in menopause, like telling you that it's almost like taking that vulnerability and and taking that time in your life and turning it into like things that don't exist just to push a fad on you and just to make money off making you believe that there's something wrong with your body and that you you can't Yeah, that you're broken, that it's carbs, that it's sugar or it's a specific time that you're eating or it's the fact that you have to boost your metabolism and actually you should be eating six small meals a day rather than three and you just get absolutely baffled and overwhelmed like someone explained to me what on earth I should be doing and obviously that's what we're here to do we're here to simplify weight loss for you and make you realize that actually you know the fundamental it still comes down to a calorie deficit and maintaining a calorie deficit and sustaining your weight post-diet is about implementing behaviors and making different choices that actually feel good to you that you can sustain and that it doesn't have to be any more complicated than that in terms of like on paper right yeah yeah. and this is it isn't it on paper it is easy but I again going back to our start point is that you may be making it harder for yourself purely by the things that you tell yourself about dieting and your experiences with it and Again, like just making the choice to, if you know your weekdays are busy, then make Sunday a bit of a prep day and take that time to do it. I did it this week, actually, um, because I knew this week was going to be a bit hectic. And um, I want to make progress because I want to physically feel better within myself by the summer. Um, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having aesthetic goals or wanting them and being driven by that. I... So I have to do the work now. And that means that I've got I've got loads of stuff coming up. Every weekend, there's something that involves a meal out or maybe two meals out. So if I don't make the effort to make my weekdays pretty good, I'm not going to get the progress that I want. But then there's only going to be me to like to blame for that if it doesn't work because there I just have to be like, okay, well, my Sundays now are going to look a bit like this. And it's going to be a bit full on. There's not really much time to chill out. But I also make my weekdays a lot less stressful by making an hour. It was an hour and I was doing it while I was prepping. Again, I made it easy for myself. So I was prepping Sunday lunch. I did all my prep work at the same time. The chopping boards were already out. I was cutting up the veg. So I just cut up all the salad to go with it. I cooked a load of like chicken stuff and a load of like lamb, like, I don't know, kofta things or whatever. And they're they're just there ready in the fridge to go. Um, But I doubled it up with another thing. So it wasn't like I had to find this extra time to do it. Mm-hmm. I just had to be really smart with my time. Um, mm-hmm. And like you said about weighing food in the morning, like my scales are there. Like it's it's not hard, is it? Like the scales are in your kitchen. You just put your bowl on top, you press zero, stick your food in. Because again, like tracking is a really helpful and useful tool. As much as it can be a ball ache, there's also some really 
amazing benefits to it as well and it again that doesn't have to take as much time as I think what again sometimes it's led to believe um especially eat similar foods as well and you're kind of like you know generally when I think most people on diet you are rotating similar meals around because again for ease and to make it less complicated Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly and it's like if you tell yourself it's going to be a ball ache it's going to be a ball ache and if you tell yourself well actually it's just going to take me like one minute extra to scan these barcodes as I build my meal onto the weighing scales which are just already on the island unit and tap this into my phone you know that's it that's all of all you have to do and I know a lot of reservations about tracking might come from your relationship with tracking and, and you know diet plans before where you know you've been doing really complicated macros and you've had yeah. to stick to everything like and there might be some beliefs around there that we need to work through as well which is absolutely fine but you know I think a lot of the time it yeah it does come down to what you're telling yourself about how long something is going to take or how hard something is going to be I think also things that ways that we can um, make dieting and achieving our goals harder for ourselves is by thinking that we have to be god i perfect all of the time that's a big one it's yeah it's a lot to do with if it's not been perfect or i haven't hit my calories spot on or i've gone over by like three four hundred calories again you're sitting there thinking that that has screwed you over when in reality if you just were like get the perspective around it it's a couple of hundred extra calories nothing bad is going to have happened your next meal will be the meal that you choose choose to eat and might be more aligned with whatever goals you've got right now or you know your friend asked you out for lunch and you went and you couldn't track it don't overthink that stuff like again that's the stuff I think that breeds that worry and that fear and that oh my gosh this is why dieting is really hard because I haven't got that major control over absolutely everything that I'm doing um but there's Mm going to be days when you don't have absolute control but you have to learn to be accepting of that but also understand that that's not the reason why you're going to fail you're going to fail because you overthink the stuff and then Mm -hmm. your overthinking leads to you stressing out that stress and leads to you probably stress eating or picking at foods that have nothing to do with your goals and behaviors that you want to be building right now but it's the overthinking overwhelming making it harder than what it needs to be and then it just feels it just feels overwhelming doesn't it Mm mm-hmm yeah and you know I say this as well with um with the women I work with obviously in menopause who might be struggling whose fatigue might you know dip up and down and whose symptoms kind of you know change weekly and might throw things their way and you know all the busy lifestyle that they're they're juggling and the career that they're trying to manage at the same time as well and I think with them it's almost been like well we can be flexible with that. You can still make progress and it not have to be hundred percent perfect. It's like, you know, you can still make progress and go for a daily walk rather than, you know, going balls deep in like a gym session or a hit class or, you know, whatever it is you're telling yourself you have to do um, or going for a run or, you know, whatever, how can we bring it down and use more of a sliding scale rather than this like on or off switch? Um, and I think someone, I can't remember who, like, oh yeah, no, it was Amanda Thebe that coined this um, sliding scale when it comes to fatigue and menopause and exercise. And, you know, it was about, right, if I'm like 
absolutely whacked if i'm just like my energy is dipped off the face of the earth then where's where does my scale move to what do my actions look like this week that are still going to like benefit me and still move me in the right direction and if i'm like running on all cylinders and like it's just like i'm ready to go here's what my week looks like okay. rather than being you know rather than being like you know i'm, I'm flawed today oh I just I can't do anything and then yeah. fall off the face of the earth and then, you know, nothing. And I apply the same thing in terms of nutrition and every other habit that contribute to your fat loss goals or whatever it is you're working towards as well. Um, you know, okay, maybe you haven't prepped in advance every single meal and it's not this like beautifully crafted recipe every single day because you, okay. you're, you're tired and you, yeah, you, you're, you're fatigued and you don't have that. And, you know, your menopause symptoms are like, uh, coming in full swing this week um so what does your sliding scale look like for nutrition you know maybe it's making sure that you have those frozen jacket potatoes in the freezer and pre-cooked chicken this week yeah. and you know you're just throwing meals together that take two minutes and no thought whatsoever um and it, it, it's those kind of things as well like maybe you're doing all your batch prep and all your batch cooking on the week where you feel absolutely awesome um yeah. And then the weeks that you don't, you still feel you need to do that. Where in reality, actually, if that sliding scale is going up and down, you could just have all microwave meals that week. Mm -hmm. Or, you you know, you can lower the, the, like you go to the gym once and you just get out for a walk when you feel that your energy levels are being zapped by loads of other things. Or your, your time is shorter because of mum life or work life or mm -hmm. just life in general. So yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Like like I said, moving that scale up and down as to what you're actually physically capable of and having strategies in place for each point on that scale. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. I like yeah. that. And define what flexibility looks like for you. And I think also like, like, like you said, like remembering that a calorie deficit is still a deficit if it wasn't 500 calories a day. Yeah, yeah. That's you're, you're still in a deficit if, you know, you went up, you went over your calories on Wednesday by 200 you're mm -hmm. still in a deficit for that week you know yeah. and I think you know a little bit of reality check as well yeah and that's the other thing as well is that I think we look too much on the daily like look at your stuff over the week over time mm -hmm. and what your calories are kind of like roughly adding up to throughout the week rather than it just being oh it's just looking at that one day as it's either been a good day or a bad day Mm -hmm. you know, and again removing that and looking at the data the data look look for the evidence and like we went back to it before isn't it like really look for that and challenge it and if you're telling yourself crap and you're like you're overstressing and you're you're feeling overwhelmed and be like okay well where is the evidence back around and go on about the evidence all the time so what actually have I done that's been so bad today um have I actually gone that much over calories and you know does it really matter and you and also call yourself out if you know that you've actually had a bit of a I'm doing the quote years, a lazy day, food hasn't been that great. Well, then call yourself out and then be like, okay, well, I know there's the evidence to show me that it hasn't been a, a really good day. So I'm going to make tomorrow feel that bit better. So it works for, on both ends of the spectrum, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is kind of like, this is our talk for you for today. Mm -hmm. I think it's it's gone really dark here now. It's probably going to like thunder and lightning is about to happen. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we hope that helps. And again, part of our role as coaches is to also be honest with you about the things that maybe feel a little bit uncomfortable to hear um, and to challenge you with your own thoughts and thinking behind 
fat loss and dieting, menopause, all of those things. And if you're, if you know that you aren't doing the things that you need to do, then why, why is that? And what can you do to change that? Is it just, you need to reframe your thoughts about how hard you're actually making your dieting journey feel? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Or do you need a bit of support? In which case, like, that's what we're here for. Um, so use use what we tell you in the podcast and, and implement what we tell you in the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah, please do. <laughs> but also also know that, you know, we're coaches as well. So, you know, if you feel like you do need more support with these um, and you know it's your mindset or, you you know, you just want a little bit of ha- hand-holding and guidance whilst you navigate these things because you feel like, ah, uh, yeah, this sounds a bit like me, that's what we're here for. Um, so remember that as well. Yeah. So we will see you next week. And as always, our show notes are no, I got <laughs> oh man, our handle accounts are in the show notes. That's what I was trying to say. But again, I'm not I'm not here to be perfect, so it's all good because this is what we practice all the time in perfect action. Oh wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, you know, I said I was going to go find that quote and then you start talking it. about, and I told you to riff off. I found it. Okay, what is the quote? Annie's going to finish with the quote. Because then... I know you're all absolutely dying to hear what it is. Um... Go for <laughs> it. What is that? I can't remember what it, what made it's me think of it. It's fake little finger thing that she's, I don't know, she's got like a little hand on top of her finger. It's really weird. Tiny hand. Um, I'm 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 messing now. I'm just trying to. Okay. Okay. Sorry. Okay, sorry. Right, you know that book. You know that book. The boy, the mole, and the horse. <laughs> oh God. Boy, the The boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse. Everyone was on about it. Like, I don't. I can't remember when, but recently. Um, maybe it was towards the end of 2022. But there's a quote in that, <laughs> and. I obviously this is relevant to something that we were speaking about in the podcast so make of it what you will but the quote is so the horse is and the boy are in the woods right yeah. and everyone's in the woods and it's a really really like messy woods you can't see the end goal oh that was it I think you were talking about okay you've got a long way to go like uh how you find, like, like 30 kilos to lose and it feels too, yeah, far, yeah. Like, too far away and you're, you're looking at the end goal you're looking at this big mammoth task ahead yeah. of you and you're getting stuck and you're getting overwhelmed and you're like this is just too difficult like I can't I don't know where to start I don't know what to do and obviously we're being like you know just any action is better than no action just what can you do right now but anyway the quote is I can't see a way through said the boy and the horse says can you see your next step oh. and the boy says, yes and then the horse says just take that do you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And I, thought, oh, I thought it was lovely. Um, lovely. And, and really, really relevant. Very moving, but also like how true. Mm. Just the step. Um, I think we should just leave it on that because I think that's yeah. what we're going to finish on. <laughs> so, yeah. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. <laughs>